All right, guys, we are back with our human experience. Uh, you poor, unfortunate souls do not have the the luck to have Melissa here to help manage this conversation. Uh, she's at home hanging with our, our ladies, um, so you're stuck with me and my good friend Casey Pepper. So I asked Casey to come in today. Uh, we, we were having a little exchange, um, and he had mentioned that himself and a group of friends uh, that he plays rugby with were engaged in this kind of just supportive, open discussion, ongoing discussion about life and things that they were struggling with or going through or working on. And it sounded like a really cool thing that they had just started on their own accord. And this was really interesting to me. So I invited him in today to chat a little bit about it. And so we're going to dive into guys being real with each other, talking to each other, supporting each other, and kind of what that's looked like and where it came from. So as we get into this, Casey, give us a little bit of background just about you and then how this thing got started. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, to, the chat is with a, you know, a group of rugby guys. So I, I started playing rugby like 19 years ago, uh, maybe 17 years ago, something like that. Mm -hmm. um, so I've been doing that for a while and, you know, and it's, it's a big giant alpha male kind of, you know, um, you know, community and, and whatnot. And it's, sure. and it's fun, you know, but you know, it's, um, you know, just kind of, that's just always, you know, just guys going back and forth, back and forth. Um, you know, so I've been playing that. I'm 36 now, you know, um, just kind of going through life, loving life. Um, but there's definitely some things in, you know, in life that you know, are always easier with a little bit of support and whatnot. And sometimes it's just kind of hard to find. So, um, like a little bit about the chat, you know, one guy just was like, Hey, you know, would anybody be interested in, in a, like a, a human like growth chat where we just help each other and talk about anything, anything's open on the table, you know? Um, and there's a big understanding of, um, you know, sensitivity towards things getting out and, you know, but, you know, but these things are, are, are real. Um, so it was, it was uh, pretty widely accepted. We got like 10 guys that joined the chat. Okay. Um, you know, from all walks of life and whatnot. So, I mean, you know, I, I spent a lot of time working in kitchens. I worked at Wegmans for a while, um, got out of the kitchen and, um, you know, went, moved into paycheck. So, you know, I've, I've got a little bit of corporate background or quite a bit of corporate background really in that regards, but we've got entrepreneurs in there. We've got, um, you know, we've got some doctors and we've got, you know, we've got guys that are, you know, 21 up to 40, okay. you know, something like that. So a lot of different life experience as well. Um, so, yeah, so that's, I mean, that's we call it the the human growth, like the HGH chat, the human growth help chat. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so, uh, human growth. I like that. Um, that's really cool, man. And so how long ago did you guys kick this thing off? Um, I'm gonna say it was probably uh, about four months ago. Um, you know, some of the, you know we had we had gotten together a couple times. You know you know, um, up at the field and whatnot. And, you know, some guys were having some real deep conversations and it was just really refreshing just to kind of have open, honest conversations. And, but, you know, with everything going on and, you know, the pandemic and, and all that, it's a little bit harder to get all the guys together. So, yeah, you know, it was just nice to, you know, one guy was just like, you know, what, let's just make this a chat. Um, you know, you can dive in as much as you want or as little as you want, but, you know, you can feel free to, to talk about anything, whether it's, you know, 
whether it be you know finances or what you know what you've got going on in your life right now if you're having trouble with the wife or girlfriend like how do you maneuver certain things do trouble with kids you know or you know just talking about sex or you know whatnot in general all those things that are a little weird to talk about but mm. you know in the right setting you know everything's just super easy super cool and you know guys have some real uh life experience to be able to kind of chat about those things so. yeah that's i mean I was kind of a little bit blown away when you talked to me about it because I do think it's something that a lot of people wouldn't kind of take it upon themselves to just do this. And as you said, coming from this group of real kind of rough and tumble alpha male, like we're (laughs) going to bust each other's balls and we're going to like tell dick jokes and make fun of one another. And you like that, like that's just really, it's a, that's a very normal type experience for a lot of male dominated either sports or entities you know you get like obviously yeah. i was i served in the military it was very similar in that yeah. regard people who serve in law enforcement or firefighters you know jobs at tent construction sites right jobs that tend to be predominantly male or if not all male um they definitely go that route where you don't see people being real with each other in terms of like their struggles that we'll call it vulnerability right where where they're like hey man i'm having a tough time with x y or z and they're nervous about putting that stuff out because they're like i don't want everyone to fucking make fun of me and like and just bust my chops and now they're like now i'll be picked on about this thing or at least that's what they're telling themselves and the weird thing is i think what i'd imagine you can correct me if i'm wrong what you guys stumbled into is whoever started this on a whim and said hey you guys want to do this? There was obviously a bunch of you that were like, "Yeah, I'd like to do." Like, so yeah. in those moments where someone was a, was nervous about saying something that was on their mind or asking a question or, or whatever it was, there was probably eight or ten or twelve other people that had something similar going on in their mind, and they're all thinking, they're all projecting this story of, "I can't say this here because yeah. this is, you know, <laughs> this is not a space where we talk about this sort of stuff. Yeah. This is a space where we make fun of each other and like yeah. and fuck with each other and play pranks on each other and that sort of thing." <laughs> Turns into right? open season. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're like, I don't want to intentionally make myself a target <laughs> yeah, exactly. in this, so I don't say it. And then one person, it's interesting, like you know, it's it sounds like you said that like this one guy kind of brought it up and was like, would you guys want to do this? It kind of raised his hand and, and you guys jumped on. Is that like, what were your initial thoughts with that? Um, I, I, as soon as he said it, I was, I was ecstatic. I, I like, I love that stuff. Yeah. You know, being real with somebody like that's how you just take a friendship and, and drive it deeper. Right. Like you really get to know people that way. Um, but I was also very nervous watching that and I'm like, okay, who's going to reply with what? Yeah. Like, is this poor guy that just, you know, put, kind of put, you know, his heart out on his sleeve. Is that, is he going to get his arm cut off for mm-hmm. it? You know? And, and I was really surprised. Nobody, nobody took the opportunity to be, you know, to just kind of like take the piss out of him and yeah, like 10 guys re- replied yes. And then, you know, after that we created it, but it kind of went, went by the wayside after that, as far as, you know, in the in that main group chat where people, you know, you know, you, potentially there was that target. Um, you know, everybody respected the the idea. Yeah. Um, and it was just like, hey, it's not for me, but cool, have fun. That's so, great. Yeah. You know, you, you kind of touched on you know the vulnerability part of it, and and I, you know he took a huge leap. You know, that's uh, I mean, yeah. you know, but being vulnerable, like you have to be vulnerable if you want to grow. That's such a key word. I, you know, I was reading a book 
by um, Brene Brown mm-hmm. um, called Daring Greatly. I don't know if you've read it or heard I'm, of it. I'm familiar with it. I haven't read yeah. it. No. It's, a gr- it's a great book. I'm only about halfway through it, uh, so I say I read it, but I read <laughs> enough to change my life a little bit, I'll yeah. tell you that. Um, but it talks about, and it's it, you can tell like it's a lot of geared, it's typically geared towards the woman mindset, but there, mm-hmm. as it goes in, it, it she actually attacks um, the the male psyche and, and being vulnerable and you know how she never even thought about that right like you can't be a father and cry in front of your wife and kids yeah. <laughs> you know like I mean you can but again there's that vulnerability and what does that what does that look like as a man you know kind of a, a, an alpha male cries in front of their wife and kids and yeah. like, well somebody that's comfortable with who they are and where they are that's you know that's who but that's not you know, that's where society and those chats, those, you know, the the, the ball-busting chats, like, you, you know, that's the vulnerability that you can't have. Yeah. So that's where this chat is is incredible. You know, it's just, you know, guys are, you know, guys have had, had just, like, tough times, like you said, with their kids. Like, you know, how do you how do you even get them to sleep? Like, they're, you know, they're two and six. Like, you sure. know, what do you, you know, what are some of the tricks? Like, how do you, what do you do? <laughs> you, can't, you can't hit your kids. You know, <laughs> you know, I mean, like, shut up and go to go to sleep. I mean, work for me, but <laughs> yeah, right. you know, but you know, there's just so many different different things that you can and can't do, and you can't really even talk about. And you know, guys have advice from all over. You know, um, you know, like I said, we got a doctor in there. Um, you know, and you know, he's so he's and he's just now going through pregnancy. You know? So there's just so much advice and vulnerability that that goes back and forth. And I've really seen guys kind of take it and run and, and they're like man this is some great advice and really yeah that's awesome yeah they're loving it so it's been a little bit quiet lately but you know um that happens you know? yeah i mean you're gonna have ebbs and flows with any of that and i yeah. think you know as i'm sitting here i'm thinking about a, a couple of different ideas kind of popped into my mind i mean one is we have I think there's a real struggle for, especially for younger men and, and even, you know, young adult men right now, who you should be or who you can be, right? You talk about if you're in an environment that's predominantly this kind of alpha male competitive type setting, um, you have some reservations. A lot of people have some reservations around being vulnerable, truthful, honest, open about something that maybe you're not proud of or you're, or you don't know, you, like you're unsure of, um, or that's upsetting for you or whatever. And then on the flip side, there's also a big push in, in areas of the country for men to be less masculine. Yeah. So you're, I, I wonder at, you know, I'm, I'll be 40 this year and I feel genuinely bad for young men growing up, like teenage boys and stuff, yes. I mean, for a number of reasons. I mean, you think about just everything being captured on social media sure. and these, you know, young men being told that like masculinity is toxic, oh, and it's like, yeah. well, what the fuck does that mean? And then, but if you're too, like, if but it, to your point, there's also you go too far into this like kind of masculine alpha male type persona where you don't allow yourself to to feel or be vulnerable with anyone around you and you're you're missing a huge part of your your growth potential and your learning potential yeah. and your life. And so there's a middle ground between those two extremes. But I think we see that in a lot of a lot of our culture, a lot of life in general. We have these polarizing extremes in terms of any yeah. sort of idea, right? 
And then you have people that are stuck in the middle, like, what the fuck do I do? <laughs> yeah. You know, how do I manage this? Do I have to choose one side? Because both of those sides look like they suck. Like, yeah. I don't want to be this, like, whining, crying, little fucking soft baby over here that yeah. can't manage any difficulty or hardship. And I'm not, you know, I'm not a stable figure for my family and friends and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I also don't really want to be this, like, hard-ass, unapproachable like nothing, you know, can't ever be fucking sensitive about it and, and all these sort of things. There's a, it, those are two really tough places to live. And I think for as simple as it was for you guys to get this thing off the ground and growing, it's a really interesting and really profound thing. It, we, we don't have a culture of wise elders. Correct. We don't yeah. do that anymore. So when you talk yeah. about things like how do I get my kids to sleep or how do I do this? We also have a culture that is now more likely to be divided and away from family, right? People move yeah. a lot more. They're, they're not right near their family a lot of times. It's, yeah. it's pretty common. And so you have these things that were lessons that people just learned. They learned from their parents and their grandparents and the local, you know, whoever. And like we had this kind of, for a long time, we've had this kind of wise elder position. It's like, well, this is how you do these things. And they walk you through those steps. Hey, I understand this is part of your initiation into manhood, into fatherhood, into you know becoming a husband or whatever yeah. the case may be. And those lessons really aren't out there anymore. And you're just, you're left to like figure it the fuck out on your own, <laughs> yeah. whatever that means. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I, I can tell you from my own personal experience, it, the way I grew up, I had no father figure to model after. I Both fa father figures that were in my life were incredibly abusive and destructive people. And so it was like, I don't, I didn't have anyone to look at to yeah. know how to be a good man, let alone a good dad. And I was very nervous about becoming a dad. And, you know, luckily I had some, by that point in my life, I had a couple people that I could look to. One of them was, was Melissa's father that I looked at a lot. Um, but even then it was a lot of just kind of self-discovery, like trying to figure it out on my own. And for us, for Melissa and I personally, we, we didn't, we were the first of our friend group to start having kids too. So I didn't even have anyone oh, yeah. there, you know, yeah, I actually leaned on a lot of clients at the gym, people like, uh, like Dave Demersman, I would talk to because I always yeah. looked at him as a really good father. And I would talk to, to people like him about it because I'm like, I don't, he's, yeah, he's definitely a good one to talk to. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, and, but you, that's lacking in a lot of ways. The, and right. You're talking, I mean, that's a sense of community, um, you know, that we're, we're, we're not seeing anymore. You don't see people, you know, like, I mean, you haven't seen this for a while, but like getting, getting together in the town square or anything like yeah. that, right? Like there's a lot of traditions and, and things that like, that were picked up back then and how to be a man and how to be a good man. And he said a good father. And it's like, you just, you know, fortunate to I think have that the 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 gym created that to to be able to have those certain people that you can kind of chat with uh, you know even off the side and you know have again like that vulnerability like to I'm, I'm shitting my pants about being a dad and yeah. you're doing great so you know got anything for you yeah like, yeah. You know? yeah and I don't even I, like I'm gonna be honest I don't even think I was that vulnerable with it I just I I, I 
it was hidden in this. It was veiled with like jokes and like yeah. you know all these sort of things. Where I'm like, mm, like I'm trying to tell you that I want to <laughs> yeah. know something about this, but I don't want to let you know that I need to know. So I'm going to say it in like a funny way so yeah. that you know you you can hopefully get what I'm saying and, and maybe I'll I'll get something <laughs> valuable from it, right? Which yeah. is. A real, when you think about it that way, it's like such a fucked up way to approach it. Instead of just being like, "Hey, I'm I'm nervous about this, this, and this." Like, yeah. what do you think, or what did you do, or what were what was some what's some advice that you could give, and and just coming at it that way. And you guys, it sounds like are you're cultivating it, and I think it's really cool that it's, you know, that it's such a, a broad uh, group of yeah. of men that in terms of age and occupation and stages in life and the things that they're engaging with because it gives you the opportunity to learn a lot uh from that before we jumped on we were talking about the episode that that we did with uh kurt bernardzik around language and i participated in his center out leadership group uh, one of the beta test groups that he put in and one of the things that i found really interesting about it was that there was a wide group of men in that group as well and some of them were young 20 21 year old guys that were you know they're in college they're like captains on the baseball team at alfred state sort of thing and then i mean the the oldest guy that was on there i think was like 67 and so we had this wide group and i I said it to the young guys especially i'm like guys i wasn't thinking about any of this shit about like how to create awareness and intention around my actions and and like meditation and, and communication with other people and, and these different leadership things that we were talking about. I'm like, I was just like trying to get laid and get drunk as fuck and like, you know, yeah. bar fights. That was my life. <laughs> like that was, at that stage in my life, I'm like, I'm just going to punch people in the face and try and fuck. <laughs> and like, you know, <laughs> and... I did that till I was about 34. Yeah, you know, right. <laughs> right? And I went through that stage for a while. Um, and it was like... I, so I, I, I was honestly commending them, like, it's, it's great that you guys are on here, and it sounds like you guys have a couple of the same thing, where you have these kind of younger guys that are able to look, how valuable is that for them to look at someone yeah. who they're like, it, it's real easy for us to look at someone and be like, man, they must have all their shit together, like, you right. know, they're they're 40 and they're a doctor, or they have, or whatever the, their profession is, or they're settled in, they have a family and they drive a car, like, I'm just a fucking mess, I live in a <laughs> shitty apartment and I get drunk all the time, yeah. Yeah. and like, what do, I have, what do I have in common? And then you start talking to people and you start to realize that there's, there's far more commonalities amongst people than there are differences when you really start to have real conversations with them, yeah. beyond just the surface level kind of niceties and, and bullshit, how's the weather type yeah. sort of things. Um, and I would imagine that's really valuable for the guys that are in that group on fr- both ends of, of kind of the age and the the difference in vocation and that sort of stuff. Is yeah. that Would that be accurate? Oh, yeah, absolutely accurate. You know, it's, um, it's you know, we've got one guy that just turned 21, you know, and, and you just kind of watch some of the things that he posts and talks about. Um, and you're like, oh, I definitely remember being there. You know, and, you, and it's like, it almost brings you, you know, like a little bit of nostalgia, but you're like, wait, wait a second, like, you, you're really onto something here if you can just, you know, elevate that, that thought process into, okay, fast forward it five years, like, I, we can help you with whatever it is um, and, and, and get you to the point that we wish, looking back, we could have been at. Yeah. And they just take it and run, and they're like, yeah, this is this is great. Like, and you can see how their, their ability to communicate 
um, even and even that's just a big thing, right? Is just how to communicate with other people at a certain age, like you know, it's you know, looking at it differently and um, you know, uh, being a little bit more mature about how you're presenting things and, and going about it. Like, I, you know, I was always the same way. Like, I, I have a lot of questions, but I'm just going to pose them as jokes and be a dick about it. Yeah. And hopefully you get me. But they, you know, they, they elevate. And then sometimes, you know, um, I know for me, I just some of the questions they're asking, I'm like, I wish I had asked that. Yeah. Um, like, even yesterday, I wish I had asked that at 36, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, oh, great question. Like, okay, so now let's, I'm, I'm going to dive into that. And, you know, and try to figure out, like, all right, um, you know, some of those, like, some questions about whether it be entrepreneurship, and mm -hmm. uh, it's like, okay, you're really looking a lot more than just at that 12-ounce can that I, you know, that I was yeah. staring at, but it's, um, it's, it's just, it's, it's refreshing, um, and, and, yeah, on both ends, everyone's, everyone's learning and, and getting that, you know, that drive to just be better men and figure out what it is to be a man. I mean, I can, I've learned from a, you know, from a 21 and a 27 year old that are still trying to figure that out. Like maybe I was a little overboard on certain things and, you know, going forward and, you know, how to reel that back and be like, oh, it's okay to, you know, not be this big chest beating guy, you know? Yeah. Uh, so definitely both ends, you know, from, from 21 to 41 are, 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 you know, just taking, taking everything that we have from each other and kind of building this like, community little community within it and you know i anticipate it growing um get more guys in there and and whatnot and then it's just more you know that's more topics and more things to you know to expand on and uh, you know i've got there's one guy that you know he's my gym partner but he's uh you know he's probably helped me grow the most just through i mean he's an he's an absolute animal in the gym Mm -hmm. um, he's a big scary guy, but he's probably the most sensitive guy on the team at the same time. Really? And and through this chat you kinda of start seeing that side of him and it's like, oh like you're not scary. You're oh, just... you can be both. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. You can be you can be you have that big scary thing, you know, be that big scary dad or big scary guy and then all of a sudden you get in and it's like, Oh, you're a teddy bear, not a grizzly bear. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's that's really interesting. That's something that I've been uh I've been writing a lot about, um, like journaling about, and, and some other writing that I've been doing. It's just this <clears throat> this concept around the duality that we see in life all the time, and and how much it's. I would say not only you can be those things, but you you must be those things. Yeah. Right. You you can't only be viewed as strength and intimidation and fe like and, and strike fear in, in the hearts or whatever you want to call it like you can't just be that to be a complete person you can't just be the light like there's a dark side of you as well you need, yeah. and you need to embrace both of those sides and just like you know this idea of being strong is not necessarily the antithesis of you or that you can't be gentle as well that you actually need both of those things yeah to create that whole person and it's something that I realized I think having daughters was really helpful for me yeah. I I was really nervous about having a girl when we were when we first when Melissa was first pregnant with, with Dylan yeah I was like oh my god I really want a boy I don't want to you know <laughs> blah, blah. and then we had her and I was when Melissa was pregnant with Aubrey I was really nervous about having a boy yeah, and I, and I like my my it shifted for me because I I'm like 
I started to second guess myself. As I mentioned before, I'm like, I don't know how to raise a young man. Like, no one raised me. I raised myself, and I was a fucking animal for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, realistically, it was, it was my time with Melissa that got me to become a fucking human being. Yeah. And not just a savage. Like, I was just a, a I, I was an asshole. I was ruthless to people. I fucking hurt people. I, and, and in the long run, it hurts myself. It hurt myself, right? Like, yeah. I, I distanced myself from a lot of relationships and, and people that were important to me because of the fucked up shit I would do. But I was, you know, I was just like a stray dog. Like, no one ever really showed me how to act, so I pissed in the house everywhere I went or sort of thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, luckily I had, I had Melissa to weather that with me and to tolerate a lot of my shit for a long time and, and not only tolerate it but eventually start to really challenge it and we'll her and I will joke around about like for her her growth with being with me came from her not being a doormat to okay. people yeah. because she was and she and I treated her like a doormat yeah. especially early on in our relationship guess, yeah she's the sweetheart so she is like, you know. and and eventually she hardened up a little bit because yeah. the same way that you can't just be hard, you yeah. also can't just be soft. Yep. And that goes back to talking about that kind of the polarity for, for young men right now. Like, we want you to be softer, gentler, kinder, be vulnerable, be have a safe space. Like, there's all these things that get yeah. said that, are, that sound just weak. Yeah. And then so they carry this weird connotation with it. Like, I don't want to do that. Right. So it yeah. must be bad. What's my alternative? Oh, be this hard-ass dick that's, that, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's just an asshole to everyone else. Like, well, no, there's a middle ground to be both of those things yeah. Yeah. for people. Yeah, either side, right, um, as as its own entity is, is toxic. Like, yeah. Toxic masculinity could be the complete lack of it, Yeah, you know, at the same time. Because then, like you said, like, where, what are these men going to look like when they're, when they're even our age? Yeah. You know, um, you know how are they going to be... Raise, you know, how are we going to have some tough guys? We need—I mean, you need tough guys. You know? Yes, you know, you, you absolutely do. need tough guys. The, the what's the adage? You know, walk walk softly and carry a big stick. Yep. Right. Absolutely. You don't need guys who are posturing and being unnecessarily aggressive to everyone around them, or you know, combative for no reason, all these sort of things, or abusive, or anything else like that. Like that's not at all what uh, what you're talking about or what I'm talking about. But you do need someone, and Melissa would say this all the time, and she says it now. She's like, I just, it's like one of the things that attracted her to me, she was like, I saw you do things. I was like, oh, like, you can physically handle yourself with people. And she's like, and it made me feel safe. Yeah. And and uh, she's like, and I still feel that way. And I like you better now. Yeah. Because you made me feel safe, but you were also kind of an asshole early on. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, she's like, now you make me feel safe, and I feel loved, and I feel yeah. supported, and you're a good father, and you're doing like, and so it's like being able to couple those things together. It can be tricky, and when you don't have people to kind of mentor you or navigate you toward yeah. that, it's really difficult. And I think. Obviously, at the time that we're recording this, we're just over a year into lockdowns from from the pandemic. That only makes those things worse. Like these, like young men, young men have even less 
mentors and guides and people to lean on to learn these lessons than they did before because there's just there's fewer interactions happening and there's fewer opportunities for those interactions to happen yeah and and it's it's really sad it's really we talked before starting to record about some of these unintended consequences of the pandemic and i think that's a big one you know you mentioned communication that people are working on in this group like that's a huge that was a problem before the pandemic with young people being incapable of communicating well just because of the amount of engagement on like social media and whatnot, which is a fucked up way to communicate. Yeah. So when they get together face to face, they don't under, you know, they're not good at it. It's, yeah. it's a practice skill. Yeah. You How know, I verbalize an emoji, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. They're like, let me just send you a quick text from across the table. <laughs> yeah, exactly. to let you know what I'm thinking. Um, but it's, I, I think it's, it's really great that you guys are even talking about expanding it and opening, you know, bringing more people into the fold of this sort of thing. Cause I think it can, it can really serve a lot of people and the fact that it's the fact that it's no like no strings attached is what's really appealing and interesting to me yeah uh obviously you know you were a client at the gym for a long time and one of the things that that melissa i've been talking about a lot lately is this idea so all these words that have been kind of just bastardized over the last few years, and some of them are things like vulnerability and all that sort of stuff. But yeah. Also, things like community. Like yeah. that's a that's a word that, especially having been in the fitness industry and working there, that it just got raped and pillaged. Yeah. You know, you you have big, huge corporate brands that are like we're community driven, and like well, you don't <laughs> fuck it. That's not a community. Yeah. But even for us, like when we ran our CrossFit affiliate, it was. So there's a community, and it's like, but was it really? Because there was an exchange that took place there too, right? Correct. You yeah. were paying for services to come, and you expected those services to be delivered in a certain way, shape, or form. When they weren't, you were pissed off about it. And then the community fades. Yeah. So was it it's really true. community? Yeah, good Or point. was it like you just liked hanging out with those people? Because yeah. to me, community is more than, than just the fun stuff or the good stuff. It's also like, hey, I'm going to help you during this time that's struggling. And that's not a ding at anyone who, you know, paid for our services, just that's where it got kind of muddied. Yeah. And we've talked about ways to uh, to re to reopen some avenues to build and foster community. We had a bunch of, a couple weeks ago, we had a, um, we were gonna meet with, I think it was Kurt originally. I was, he was like, hey, you're gonna bring the kids to the gym. I'll bring Logan over and we can hang and the kids can play. Yeah. And I was like, sure. And then I just got this idea, I'm like, I'm just going to send a text message to everyone who's got a little kid that we know and yeah. be like, Hey, we're going to meet at our space. Um, just to hang out, let the kids play at like 1130 or whatever. If you guys want to come over and we ended up having, I want to say like five or six couples that showed up with their kids and everyone hung out here for a couple hours and the kids played and there was some music and everyone was talking. I looked around I'm like, this is community. Yep, exactly. And it was a bunch of people that they they knew each other, they hadn't seen each other maybe in a while, and they were talking about interesting topics, and there was no, there was nothing attached to it. There was, no one was owed anything, you know, there was no like, oh, I came here to do this for you, I showed up for you, Chad and Melissa, so like now you owe me one sort of thing, or I showed up for this person, like there was none of that, it was just purely being together, chatting about what 
you know, life had been, what had been up to, everyone had been up to in the last couple months. And, and I saw that. I'm like, we need more of this. Yeah. We need more of things like what you guys are doing with the chat where you're actually bringing people together. It's joyful. It's helpful for people. You know, yeah. there's there's some improvement that happens. There's learning that happens. Like, I think it's really commendable what you guys are doing. And I think it's it's really cool the way that you're doing it, too. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's, it's certainly refreshing, you know, to just to have a little... A, a little piece of the day or, you know, a little, just a little piece of life that you can just go and be honest and open and, and like I said, just kind of have a little bit of a community. It's going to, you know, it's the stone soup thing, right? Like you got, you got some, all it takes is somebody to put a, you know, the whole stone soup story is like kind of like back old school Italy, you know, and have a big pot of, you know, whatever going, um, and, you know, be kind of community driven. And for a long time, nobody's putting anything into the soup, and it's just water on the boil. And then finally, some little old lady just comes over and drops a stone in there. And someone's like, oh, you put something in there? And say, oh, they're stirring it around and stirring it around. And next thing you know, someone's got carrots and onions. And next thing you know, you've got, you know, you've got meat and or you've got a broth. And, you know, now all this, you have this community soup, but it just takes somebody to put a stone in it to to kind of go, you know, who's going to eat a stone? But, you know, it's, it's a contribution. And something got that ball rolling, and now... You know, there's there's a community, and so with our yeah with that chat, it was just somebody suggesting that we. Yeah, it was the it. one guy. That yeah. Was like, hey, let's do this. Yeah, and so now we've got this. We've got this. You know, soup on the boil, and you know, it's just everybody's everybody's eating right. It's enjoyable. You know, it's you know it's there. Um, you, you know, anytime you need it, we we're we're always there. And you know, you just kind of know, like, all right, this I have something really hard going on. I don't know who to go to or how to go. There's at least ten guys right there that are. Like, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Let's do this. Good, bad, ugly, doesn't matter. You know, we have we all have light and dark and you know, let's get through it and have keep that community going. Because, you know, even after rugby's over, like that chat will still be there. Yeah. You know. That's all that's beautiful, man. It's and the, the shared experiences that people have, like that's you know, our ability to it's not like you're gonna save anyone from learning their their lessons the hard way, right? Well, and you don't However, to, right? Yeah, and we don't need to. However, like you said before, if you have, especially with the younger guys, if you have these guys who are, you know, 20, 21, 27, whatever, that are at least thinking about things that, you know, in your words, you didn't start thinking about till you were 34. It's like, well, yeah. you're still probably going to stumble the same way. Yeah. You just stumble a little earlier. Yeah. And, 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 and hopefully not as hard. Yeah. That's the you know, You'll catch yeah. yourself a little bit more. And, and that's all we can really hope for. You look at that from like a parenting perspective and that's a lot of parents are like, I just want my kids to have a better life than I did. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't mean a perfect life. It doesn't mean a life without pain or hardship, which is unrealistic anyway. Right. Yeah. It's just, exactly. we're going to improve it slightly. I'm going to look at some of the things that, that I experienced. Melissa looks at some of the things that she experienced growing up and try and improve those a little bit. Yeah. Right. And you guys are, I mean, that's essentially what, what you guys are doing in this group I would say especially for the younger people. And then as you teach those lessons, you become better. You know, the more I yeah. try and teach our daughters about, you know, being respectful for to one another, about uh, communicating in a way that, you know, that people can understand what they want and need and, and being vulnerable and like, it helps remind me of those lessons. Yeah. You know, and, and we've tried to do it very intentionally where, 
I like I'll apologize to my daughter if I like lose my cool or if I do something wrong or I make a mistake and I rem- I remind her everyone makes mistakes yeah. even adults yeah we all do all the time I'm not I'm not necessarily above you in the sense that I'll never screw up I will I'm fallible just like every other person walking around and yeah. that's that's a thing that I think we all we all in, we all know at some level yet we pretend like we don't when we look at someone else like oh yeah. that person doesn't fuck up the way I did and you're like probably worse <laughs> yeah, they probably you know? especially if they're older they probably fucked up a bunch <laughs> yeah. of times that you just don't know about yeah. you know and they figured out how to turn it into a success <laughs> yeah right <laughs> and it's like there's all these things that we it's interesting so I've been um, I've been going down and doing uh, like a fair amount of of uh, plant medicine ceremonies and things like that and there's a lot of openness and vulnerability and discussion and stuff that has to happen and similar to, to the group that you're talking about the the walks of life that people come through are just incredibly varied. Um, And it's just, it's been really interesting to see the different people that I've gotten to meet where they are on their, on their various journeys, where they've come from, some of the hardships they've overcome, some of the successes that they've seen. And it's, it's definitely helped me to be more, even more aware of, what I'm seeing in the world around me, which I think I was already pretty hyper aware of, but had a hard time like fully recognizing or wrapping my head around like, what, like, why are people so fucking miserable? Or why are people like struggling this, this, that thing? Or why do they do this? Why do they behave this way? You know? And you start to recognize like, oh, that person just, they, they need some interaction. They need some love. They need some support. They yeah. need to know that they're not alone, right? They're Big time. they're bored, they're self-loathing, they're they're numbing themselves with whatever, whether it's you know numbing themselves with consumerism or Netflix or booze or whatever the fuck it is. I yeah. mean, it's all consumerism, I guess. You're yeah. consuming information or uh, entertainment or food or, or alcohol or drugs or yeah. whatever. Um, but it's it's a lacking of connection to themselves and to other people, and you guys are are creating that connection in both ways because you're able to talk to people about talk to one another about this thing that I'm struggling with and it doesn't always have to be this I would imagine and you can correct me if I'm wrong it doesn't always have to be this kind of touchy-feely thing like you said yeah. sometimes it's financial questions or like yeah. questions about business or entrepreneurship and those sort of things so it's not just like hey you know come to Casey's group, we all get together and fucking cry <laughs> yeah. and like rub yeah. each other's backs. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, yeah. and that's what, that's what all these chats are about. We're just like, you know, it's yeah. all just emotional big fucking, kumbaya. you know, <laughs> yeah. and like, no, sometimes it's that. And sometimes it's like, Hey, I'm like thinking about like, I need to invest some money. Does anyone know what I should do with this? Or should, you know, yeah. I would imagine. Big time. Yeah. No, actually that was one of the first things that I, that I think I talked about in the group was like, Hey, like, you know, we're going to be getting some stimulus checks. Like, what are we, you know, if I'm, if my bills are good, what are some, you guys got any suggestions for where I can Are you guys this? doing anything other than just spending $1,400 on Amazon? Right, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, like, I mean, we've got a, a guy who's a financial advisor in there and he's like, you know, invest, turn that 1400 into, you know, 1800 or 2400 or, you know, whatever. But, you know. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, and, and you know, so I mean, he stopped short of going. Here's the exact plan, but like, yeah. you know, hey, you know, here's some up and coming things, and um, and then actually spiraled off of that was a uh, 
uh, like a, a stock, so like a financial chat that kind of came up and okay. like, a, like a you know, so we just talk about all the different stocks that we've that we've got going and who's buying what and you know, not necessarily how much or whatever, but you know, sure. So that's you know, spiraled into a complete other chat that's you know, that kind of sprung from that, but that you know, definitely was that. You know, um, I think one of the other things that came up was all right, like, what's your favorite sex position? Yeah, you know, you know how can I change up some things in the bedroom and yeah, be be better, you know. Um, you know, anybody got some tips and tricks and, and so, you know, that one, that one got a little, you know, a little humorous, but I mean, you know, at the same time, like nobody ripped on anybody about yeah. it. It's just like, hmm, never really thought of that. <laughs> you know, you young kids have some things going on. <laughs> right. <laughs> Send me that book. Yeah. Right. No, but I mean, that's, I mean, that's a huge one to talk about, like in terms of being, being vulnerable. It's like, well, I if someone's coming out like, hey, I'm trying to work on improving, you know, my my sexual relationship with my partner, with my wife, with my uh, girlfriend or whatever, um, it's like that's a that's a pretty big one to admit to wanting and needing help for for a lot of guys. Like, yeah. they're, they're just like, no, I'm just, I'm a fucking stud no matter what I do, you know. Yeah, I'm a just, weird... I just go. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, that's that's huge. And and even in talking about the, the financial stuff and the spinoffs, like, just the fact that you guys have created this platform to have these discussions will start to spin off in different directions of, like, oh, there's this topic that we, that we brought up that would have never probably been touched otherwise yeah right and, and we had um we had that, a similar a similar thing with a course that i'm in right now and uh one of the guys that's in the course with me he's kind of does some I, I guess i'll call it amateur crypto advising yeah, yeah. oh okay um, awesome. and so he's love to talk to him. <laughs> he's opened up he's opened up a chat to a bunch of people um just talking to them about you know ways to kind of look at and analyze that market way to ways to understand it how to invest what you know where's your risk to reward and what are you looking to do with this and and um and, and i think it started off as kind of just a casual like he was just doing this to be nice and yeah. it's it's spinning into like a little side gig for him where yeah. he's going to be like where people pay him to kind of consult on like their portfolio and how to invest in this stuff and yeah. and helps them understand. So it's like not only are people in this group learning this additional skill that's outside of what they were there for in the first place, but on top of that, they're they're learning the skill. They can apply it to improve their own life. And the person who's teaching them is like, oh, maybe I could do this. Yeah, you know, for a vocation or yeah. at least it, for part of that and help you know support my own. My, my life right yeah, and, and help friends with this thing you know it's, so it's, it ends up being this win-win-win but again those conversations aren't had if the initial conversation doesn't get going and in this yeah. particular group it's a um it's a 10-week uh microdosing course that i'm taking and so okay. a big part of this is twice a week there's there's calls um with group shares on there and the shares vary widely in terms of what people are talking about but uh, no matter what, there's always a sense of support and, and a sense of vulnerability when needed, like when people need to open up about something and we're there for each other. So then it starts to spawn these other conversations that are like, oh, we could, hey, I, I can help you out with this. And I can help you out with that. Or, yeah. you know, let me support you in, in this way. And, and it happens a lot on these calls. And if you didn't, if that channel wasn't open initially, then they wouldn't, they're not just going to come up randomly outside of that and so it's it's really cool that you guys have done it because just by starting this chat 
there's all these other spin-offs yeah. that you guys can support each other with. So it's really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, like I said, I, you know, I, it really timed perfect for me. I, I just, you know, I spent a lot of 2020 just kind of doing a lot of internalizing and being like, okay, what does my life look like? And coming, you know, going through this, coming out of this, what do, you know, I've always been kind of like a, a bar guy and kind of, you know, just a, Let's go out and let it rip. Well, the bars are closed, so how do I be social now? Like, how do I? Yeah. Change? Well, you live you live on your own, right? And like, yeah, I mean, I have a, I have a roommate, but, roommate, yeah. but yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't have a house or wife or girlfriend or yeah. anything like that. Um, well, I might have a girlfriend now. I'm not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man, you gotta work on those communications. Right. What are we exactly? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But yeah. It's fine either way. I'm just curious. Yeah. I need to define. I'd like to try and define this. Although I don't know if you need to. I mean, yeah. Melissa and I didn't for a very long time. People are like, what are you guys? I'm like, I don't know. We're, we're always together. we started hanging out like nine months ago. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Not a, not big on definitions, but um, no. But that, I mean, you bring up a good point. I mean, how many people spent a lot of time either on their own or pretty isolated with maybe one other person in their life. Yeah. And, you know, it's, I think it's really cool and interesting that you took some time to actually reflect on that and do something like engage with this chat as a result. Whereas a lot of people took this time, or at least there's a sizable number of people who really didn't take the time in this last year to reflect on much yeah and instead they opted to try and zone out as much as possible yeah ignore ignore what's going on you put yourself in like this like mentally safe and floaty easy space right and well i don't even know if it's easy no it yeah, feels I, like it, it is right it, it feels like turning yeah. on and binging seven hours of netflix yeah. is easy but you know you feel like shit afterwards. Yeah, and all right? you're doing is pushing everything off for for future you. <laughs> yeah, you know you're making future you's life a lot harder. Yeah, than... I, that's, I don't know if you're um, if you read or listen at all to like to Jordan Peterson. I'm about halfway through his newest book, um, and there's a lot. He, he, there's several times where he makes reference to that. This that even selfish behavior is not really selfish. Because we all know that ultimately that act or inaction that is deemed selfish in the moment is detrimental to the future you. Yeah. So it, even beyond it be, it's there's almost no way to really be truly selfish without being selfless and responsible. And you like you take care of yourself, in the future self. Yeah. By taking action and doing the things that that you need to do in your life today. And that also takes care of people around you. When you don't do those things, not only are you hurting the people around you potentially, but you're making your own life worse yeah. down the line. But it's just so fucking seductive. Yeah. It's so easy. Yeah. It's so easy to be distracted from your life and to just be like sucked into this wormhole of whatever it is. We yeah. talked we were talking about before, like you can order your food and you can order you can order booze you can do whatever you like whatever you need can just come to you yeah right you, you turn on netflix or hulu or whatever and it just spins right to the next show after every you don't even have to press the fucking button yeah. on the thing you just sit yeah and veg Eventually, it just picks up that you don't want to watch the intro and away you go yeah <laughs> you know, it's so like, it's it's uh it's interesting that you opted not to do that and yeah. and I'm glad that you did and and it sounds like the other people on this chat have taken a similar path or like we're not going to just let yeah. this year pass by in in a haze 
yeah. of just self-loathing and, and disconnecting from, from where we are, you yeah. know? Yeah, that's, that's really been the big thing. I think everyone in that group recognized, you know, pre-pandemic, like how fast the world was moving. And it just felt like if you stopped to take that second for yourself, like the world was going to pass you by and then here comes this pandemic where nobody's moving and the, the world seemed to slow down and give you that that moment that time to slow your yourself down and internalize and, and look at that and really grow so that you know when it, if if and when it does start picking up and picking up speed again you're better prepared to to move with it and you're you're in a personally stronger place um, you know, whether it be physically, mentally, you know, in your relationships, um, you know, to, to just kind of go forward and have a, you know, do those nice things for your future self. Um, and like you said, doing those things for your future self is for your, you know, your future partner and, you know, just everyone's, everyone else's future by, by you being better now is, yeah. is impacted. And so yeah. it's, that's huge. And I think there was, there was definitely a number of people I don't want to make it sound all doom and gloom. There's a, a number of people that I've engaged with who have, they've taken the time to kind of ref reflect on a lot of those things that you mentioned. Um, and I think there's a lot that didn't as well. Yeah. But what a, like, what a great opportunity to really look at you know, all the things that's, that trouble you, your health, your job, your romantic relationships, your friendships, your family dynamics, like, and look at those things and say, like, man, I didn't even notice I was struggling with this stuff because I just tuned it out and I just kept yeah. going through the motions and I just kept doing the thing, checking the box. Next day, I'm busy, 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 busy. And that's the, like we tell ourselves we're busy with everything, with these things that we need to do and we have to do. And it's like, did you really need to do that? Right. Yeah, I don't know if, if you heard anything through any of your friends that have kids or whatnot, but like, you know, it was four or five sports and, you know, one parent's taking one to this one, dropping another one off over here while this one's over here. And it's just like, you know, when, when like kids sports weren't a thing, I heard, you know, I had a lot of friends who, you know, they were just like, this is kind of nice. Like, yeah. you know, maybe one sport and, you know, have some more family time and, you know, life was less busy, 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 you know. Well, and... I would imagine, and, and yes, I have, I, we recognize that prior to the pandemic and honestly prior to having kids, I was like, I just, I don't want to live that life selfishly. No. Yeah. I don't. And, and even beyond it being, you know, kind of selfishly saying, I don't want to have to run around like that, but in a way you're outsourcing your parenting and you're outsourcing your relationship with your kids. Yeah. And I'd imagine that there's people that live a life like that, that all of a sudden, you know their son or daughter is a young man or woman and they're like, I don't really know much about them. Right. Yeah. They're great at softball. Cause they were Absolutely. gone yeah. all the time yeah. and we didn't spend any time together. Um, and I think that's, that's a shame. And there's a whole host of things that, that, that creates issues, um, down the line. There's a, a really great book called the coddling of the American mind. And one of the, the title. <laughs> one of the topics um, that they touch on in there is this idea of adult regulated activity and play for kids and how it's been dramatically increased over the last couple of decades. And it's for basically the entirety of their life. You know, they're playing four and five year old soccer clubs, but everything's regulated by 
an adult, some sort of adult supervision, right? Yeah. There's not a lot of free play that happens and it just stays that way for the rest of their life. So then you see people that as young adults, you know, in, on college campuses and, and in the workplace who are demanding, you know, safe spaces and being like using certain words and like, and now, now they want there to be reprimand or there, there has to be some sort of consequence handed down from an authoritative figure for someone who doesn't abide by those things. They're looking to outsource conflict resolution yeah. because they never did it Yeah, as kids. Yep. It's fun. Um, Casey Bard kind of touched on that a little bit when in your interview and yeah. it's like, I just grew up, I was naturally good at things kind of, but same time like I just didn't learn how to do some of those things and you know it's like like you said like that's it's such an interesting concept that you're talking about like I just until you just said it never even occurred to me you know it's like what happened to go out and just be home for dinner you know just go play yeah yeah and it's in trust me as a parent now like you know I mean I often felt odd making comments like this when we didn't have kids because I'm like, I don't actually know what it's like to, to have kids. And, you know, we're still pretty early on our journey. Dylan will be six in October this year. Um, and Aubrey will be three in a couple of weeks. And, like, I, I can tell. I feel it. It's hard. Um, it's less hard the more I practice this muscle of just being like, just go outside and play. And they have yeah. all sorts of shit they can hurt themselves on. They do. They get hurt. They fall off of stuff or they do something. I don't know. There's Dylan, like, had a swing strap wrapped around her arm on the neighbor's playground one time and then went down the slide. With, I, they're kids. They they come up with, they're like little scientists. They're like, yeah, this is an experiment. What is this going to do if yeah. I wrap this rope around my arm and then go down a slide? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and... As a parent, you don't want to see your kids get hurt, but you need to accept and understand that they will. Yeah. And that that's part of life, and they need to learn the lesson, and they need to argue with their friends, and they need to get, like, you can still step in and intervene from time to time if it's getting out of control or something like that, Certainly. but we have to let people learn from those things. And and then as they, as they do, they become better at that. And I think... It's nice to hear that you had some friends that noticed that with their kids. They're like, oh, we can spend some more time together. I can learn about my kid. I can see some conflict resolution amongst my kids because they're not just being pulled in, you know, multiple different directions throughout the day. Like, they have to hang out together. Yeah. And so they've got to live with each other and be (laughs) nice to each other and argue with each other and and resolve it. And, like, so there's a lot that can come of that that's really valuable. And, And then, again, recognizing that, like, did we really need to do that? There's a social pressure to to have your kids engaged in all this different stuff. Like, how about letting them be bored? Yeah, yeah. How about letting them make up a, a random game or just decide that they're going to start drawing or that they're, you know, whatever. They Like, let them go do some stuff that's not prepackaged. Yeah, let them be creative. Right? Bit, right, yeah. So it's it's that's that's hopeful and that's cool that that you know some people that were able to experience something like that where they're like wow this was actually really refreshing yeah to not have to be pulled in so many directions and I've definitely heard similar stories not just around parenting but just in general people that are yeah. like I didn't realize how much money I spent going out drinking <laughs> you know guilty they're like <laughs> like I've been putting like five hundred extra dollars a month into into like savings or into investments or whatever or I you know whatever is it that they were doing like I just didn't even realize that and like yeah. there, it's easy for that stuff to creep into your life and for us to normalize it 
Yeah. And and then be like, well, this is, I can't afford to do this other thing. I just can't. I'm like, well, you spend you know three four hundred dollars five hundred dollars a month going out to eat or out to drink or whatever. Like, you can. Yeah. You just don't want to. Yeah. That's a different story, and there's nothing. There's not a right or wrong with it, but I think this. Like you said, it slowed everything down, at least yeah. for a while, and it gave yeah. people pause enough to be like, oh, do I need all this stuff? Like, right. Do I need to go to work, or can I tell my boss, like, I enjoy working from home, and I'm more productive? Yeah. So yeah. have that conversation. And I, I, there's a number of clients that, that I talked to that I was like, have the conversation. Negotiate yeah. it. Yeah. When you when you get when the offices are reopened, see if you can go in and, and do you know, one or two days a week in the office for any in-person stuff that needs to happen and not do it the rest of the time. Yeah. You know, it, the Band-Aid's been ripped off. The hardest part is getting over the hurdle of, of executing these sort of things. Solution's been found, so it can be done. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, and like, so it's, I think, it's nice to see people that have taken this last year and they have learned some lessons and they've changed some things about their relationship or about their jobs or you know, their family dynamics. It's also, we also have to recognize a lot of people didn't. And a lot of people, those things yes. got worse and they got yeah. more. I mean, I know Melissa in particular has had a number of clients who their work has just piled it on for yeah. them. And they work nonstop. There's no boundaries. They call them all the time, like in the evening. I'm like, Gee, yeah. that's the difficulty with working remotely is you have to be, you have to create more clear boundaries. Right. You know, yeah, on your own. Yeah, your computer's just sitting right in the next room. Like, yeah. what's to stop you from just logging on? Right. Yeah. Check my email. I don't have anything exactly. else to do. Yeah, I'm you bored, know? so I'm just going to go put some extra hours in. <laughs> right. Where they could have been setting up something like the, the group that, that yeah. you guys have done, where yeah. it's like, well, I'm kind of bored right now. What do I think? Ah, let me ask this question to the group. Let me, let's engage in this thing. Yeah. Or, you know, Casey mentioned this, that, and the other thing. I'm going to go try that. Yeah. You know? and, and now you have this kind of inspiration to do something. Um, my sister talked about that, like when you're, when you notice yourself, we had her on, she's a mental health counselor. And one of the tips that we left the episode with was, you know, when you recognize that you're disassociating, you're just kind of like, you're numbing yourself with something, whatever that is, whether it's, you know, television or social media or booze or whatever, food, um, to get up and, and do something that requires attention right and so whether that's a a deep conversation with friends about something a meaningful topic or um you know something physical was actually she's like it's really good if it's something physical that you have to you have to be attentive with yeah so she i'm like i know she does uh like needlework like crochets blankets and scarves and shit like that so she has to like pay attention and it's repetitive so it's kind of it puts you into like a little bit of a flow state yeah but those sort of things but it's just all, what it's all about is engagement, whether it's cognitive, physical, or a combination of those two things. And you guys yeah. have, it sounds like you guys have cultivated that with this small group, is having yeah. that engagement about things that actually matter and still having fun with it. It doesn't have to, I'm sure it's not all serious and like, no, yeah. you know. Um, so that's, I think that's really cool. Where do you see it, where do you see this group going? Is this just a pandemic thing? Or are you guys keeping it? Keeping it rolling. Yeah, we're, we've been keeping it rolling. Um, uh, you know, like at the start of the new year, everyone kind of not didn't necessarily have New Year's resolutions, but said, "Okay, I, this is what I'm." You know, here's here's a goal for yeah. me for 
um, you know, for January, one guy, the guy that started it actually, you know, does, um, you know, no, no booze, no, no sugar. Um, and then tries to read a book. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so at the end of January, he, he kind of just gave us an update. And next thing you know, everyone's like, yeah, I had this goal, that goal, and I came up really short. So here's what I'm going to try to do going forward. And then everyone's just kind of keeping, you know, every couple months, you, you know, getting accountability, kind of check in at your own, you know, it's not a mandated, mandated thing. You know, yeah. Just, um, but you know, I don't, it's definitely the pandemic is probably what kicked it off, but I, I don't think that it's going to be going away, you know, post pandemic. Like it's just, I mean, why would you get rid of something that's, you know, valuable, valuable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, I think you know, you'd be surprised. That's true. We all do it. Yeah. I've done it a million times. <laughs> yeah. like, this is working great. I should definitely stop doing it. Yeah. Whatever, whatever <laughs> yeah. it is. Yeah. 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 All yeah. of a sudden I don't do it anymore. I'm like, why the fuck am I not doing that thing? Yeah. It, it is something that I would definitely encourage you guys to be uh, cognizant of and active with, like, not letting it, yeah. it slip. Um, because, oddly enough, it's really easy for human beings to do that. I'm sure you've done it before. I know oh, I have like, a bunch of times where yeah. I'm like, I've been doing this thing, whatever it is, that's really beneficial to me. And then something threw a wrench in it for whatever reason, or I just let it slide for enough time that now it became habitual to not do it. Yeah. And... I'm like, why the fuck did I stop doing it's more that? Difficult to get the habit going again. Yeah, and yeah, that's some kind of crap. Yeah, but yeah, no, I, I I agree. Yeah, it's definitely it could definitely easily slide and you know be out of the be out of the mindset. But and the more that you engage uh, you personally, I'm sure the more that it keeps it top of mind for everyone else. Yeah, right? and that that's that's the benefit of something like that is it doesn't necessarily have to be solely on you, but if you start to notice that. You know, maybe the chatter is declining. People aren't on there as much. Like, just put your own question out. And yeah. people are like, oh, hey, yeah, Casey, this isn't this, this. And they're like, oh, that I do have that chat. I do have access to that still. Yeah. Let me get on there and say something, you know, to, to everyone else that's on there. And um, and then it just it stays alive. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, you know, and honestly, I'm hoping some of the guys, you know, maybe have a, a friend that's not necessarily a rugby guy that can... You know, maybe jump in and have a different like. It, I don't mind growing the group at all. Yeah, you know? like so that was gonna be my next question: is if you guys are actively like, if this is something you actively want to try and open up or grow, or is this something? Have you given it much thought? Is it something that is just like, well, it's just the ten of us, and we're gonna roll with it? Or, but it sounds like you, at least you personally, would yeah enjoy seeing other people in it. I would. Yeah, it's yeah. not something that we've really. Actually, probably I'll, I'll shoot that message out after this. You know, after the. Um, after we're done here, but, um, you know, it's not something that we've openly talked about, but it's something that, you know, again, the, the more minds, you know, you know, the, the, the better the soup, right? Yeah. Um, so it's just kind of, you know, it'd be really nice to have, have that be a growing thing. I mean, I'm not looking for 500 members on it or anything. No, you know, no, I'm but. not trying to, to do a discord or something, but. And that's, that is the tough part, right? There is, there's a fine line with anything like that between yeah. where it gets too big. Yeah. To really be valuable. And if there's not a little bit of an injection of kind of new blood, a new yeah. idea, like that also helps to keep it moving along. It helps to keep it growing and evolving yeah. when, you, when you're able to kind of add something to the soup, yeah. right? Um, so it, it's definitely a, a, an interesting balancing act yeah. to well, engage with. Yeah, and it's, it's always interesting to see, you know, so as you, like you said, as you do grow and, you know, if we got up to like 25 members, you know, you might only have still the original 10, maybe even 15 guys that are actively contributing, 
but it's interesting. All of a sudden, like two or three months later, it's one of those other guys that's just kind of quietly watching. I was like, yeah, I really, I tried that. It was great. And I'm like, what? <laughs> awesome. Like, yeah. All right. The voyeur finally is like, <laughs> yeah. yes, I am here. I've been paying attention. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And so it, it's really cool to see that. And that, like, so that's right. You know, I wouldn't, you know, you know, you know, you have a guy jump in and they don't have to be, you know, the guy, you know, the guy on the soapbox, like you know, super engaged. Yeah. 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 You know, but you know, if you if you can come in and, and benefit from it, then you know, why not? Love to have you. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. 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 I mean, if you end up, uh, you, if you send that message and you end up deciding that this is something that you want to, let me know. By all means, I'll put it into uh, the show notes and stuff like that. If okay. people want to reach out and and connect, yeah. um, and you know, and they can and they can go from there because I think what you're doing is cool and um, and I think if there's a way to even I'm going to offer some unsolicited advice you didn't ask for. Um, But like if there's a way to even make it uh, to have some physical like encounters more often that way, just like you and I talked about earlier before we were recording, like this, the pandemic has really separated people in, in obviously in, in a lot of different ways. Um, And human interaction is, is vital. We're social creatures and, it's great that we have the technology that we have uh, to stay as connected digitally as we can. Yeah. I mean, the the number of people that did Zoom birthdays and graduations and just staying connected with the family and being able to see a face, that, that's been, you can't discount the value yeah. that that provided in the last year. And there's a point of saturation with that where people are just like, Especially some people that are still working 100% remote and yeah. they're on six hours of Zoom calls a day. They're like, I don't want to look at another fucking Zoom screen. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. they don't want to do that. Um, and so that would be that would be a suggestion is to yeah. create some physical meetups, whatever that means, especially now as the weather's getting nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a great idea. And, and actually, I mean, the first one we can do, I mean, that's the, the beauty of the, the rugby team right yeah. now is we own our own rugby field. So we have, you know, we've got a pavilion with a bunch of picnic tables, a fire pit, and a bunch of stuff. So it's super that's easy. Awesome. It's away from everything. So we can be as, you know, you can kind of be as loud as you want for the most part, but, you know, also maintain that social distance if that's, you know, a, if someone needs to. Yeah. 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 So you can be kind of be respectful of people's personal beliefs and what they exactly. what they need and want out of the interactions and, yeah. and then still have it be uh there in you know in real in real time yeah in real life yeah um that's really cool man well i i appreciate you coming on and talking about this like i said when you mentioned it i was like this is really cool that you guys took it upon yourself to create this group and to build value for one another and stay connected on a real and meaningful level. I think there's a lot of just surface shit that people either argue about or talk about that doesn't really get them anywhere. Um, it's real easy to engage in that and get kind of lost in it and then not, and not actually have any meaningful interactions and meaningful conversations around things. So I thought it was really cool that you guys just took it upon yourself and did it, which is why I, I wanted to, to bring you on. So I appreciate yeah. you coming on and chatting about it. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. Thanks for um, having me. Really, really appreciate it. It was definitely, um, I was a little taken back how interested you were in it. I, was, I thought it was very cool. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, well, kind of validated a little bit what we're doing. That like, you know, we're, we're, we're onto something here. Well, similar to the guy who kicked it off. Yeah. When, when he put his hand up and said, hey, I'm thinking about doing this thing. 
I'm sure he was like, oh my God, what if no one says anything? <laughs> yeah. and, you know, and then a bunch of people did. He was like, oh, oh, there are other people that are interested. And it's, it's probably a similar thing. Like, oh, I guess this is more, it, it's more interesting to more people than I thought it would have been. Yeah. You know, it's not just, the people are craving this stuff. And, you know, I, I told you, I've been lucky enough to be able to cultivate it in a number of different places in my life, but I also recognize where it's it's lacking for a lot of people, which is why I wanted to highlight it and I wanted to to put it out there that anyone can do this. Yeah. Right. You don't need to look for a company or a business or a platform, social media platform to do it for you. Right. Yeah. You can you can do it. You can say to your coworkers, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this thing. I'm gonna do this. You can say to your, you know, group of friends or your family or whatever, you can you can act. And you guys did. You guys yeah. acted and you did this thing. You took it, you took personal responsibility around it and created your own value and your own you know, your own space that works for everyone that's engaged. And I think that's yeah. awesome. And that's really the important thing to highlight is that whether or not someone connects with you and becomes, you know, welcomed into this group that you guys have cultivated, or if they just start to cultivate one of their own, yeah. Who the fuck cares? It's right. the point that you have the ability, you have the authority, you have the power to do that on your own. So you're not a victim of being, you know, kept away from people and kept away from interaction. You're not a victim any more than you allow yourself to be. Yeah. So it, it's like, I just, I, I think it's important to point that out and to point out that you guys did that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's super easy to start, you know, if someone's interested in doing it, I mean, it's whether it be WhatsApp or, or Signal, they're great. Um, like community chat things that you yeah. can you can join and leave. It's not and doesn't necessarily have to be you know a, a text thing because you know text messages kind of get out of hand or you know and then they're hard to leave group chats and whatnot. But yeah. um, these things are super simple. They're only as invasive as you allow them to be. I you know at this point right now, I mean Signal is probably the best one um, in my opinion. They um, they actually started WhatsApp and then sold WhatsApp to Facebook. Um, so you know I like. I like Signal now because, yeah. you know, and it's all encrypted and, and all. so, you know, if that's a concern too, like if you're talking about some, you know, different things that, you know, like, mm, I don't really want people, anybody to possibly know that I'm a weirdo. Yeah. Um, you know, you can kind of do that, but. Um, so where do you go if you want people to know you're a weirdo? No. <laughs> <laughs> My number's uh, no. <laughs> Text me directly? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but yeah, it just, it makes it super easy and, and you can then, like there's an invite you know, um, uh, link. So, you know, if the, the link's out there, it's just a matter of clicking on it and you, you know, you don't have to, you know, it's not like I don't have to contact you and say, you know, please join, you know, please join. It's just, yeah. you can just click and join and then it's, you know, makes it super easy and not like, it's just kind of quiet and, and easy to join. So beautiful. Yeah. Man. So, definitely. um, so a couple of things, any, any parting words you want to leave anyone with? And then, uh, if, if you want people and don't feel obligated if you want people to reach out and touch base if this was interesting to them for one way or another um is there a way that they can reach out and you know via whatever social media or something like that that that's easy for them to do so yeah yeah um yeah as far as um that part goes yeah um i am on i'm not on facebook um i'm on instagram uh and i think i'm 
C. I don't even remember what my Instagram is anymore. <laughs> uh, I think it's like C Pepper. We'll put it in the show yeah. notes. Uh, we'll find it. Um, we'll look it up it after this. C Pep Rugger. I, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. But I do check it. Like I, you know, so if there's, okay. there's messages, it's not like I, they they won't go ignored. Awesome. Um, so if someone is interested in either setting something up on their own, or if they're interested in asking about whether or not you guys are going to open this group to other people, they can reach out to you via yeah. Instagram, and we'll get the handle. Um, in the show notes, guys. So if that is something that interests you, you can you'll find it there. Yeah. And then, uh, any parting words of wisdom for anyone? Um, you know, honestly, like the the biggest thing I you know I think is really just be true to yourself. Like whatever you whatever you like and love, just you know just go after it and, and love it. And if you know, if, if if it's negatively affecting your life, you know reevaluate that. Take the time while you have it. You know, so I guess that would be that'd be my my big thing. Awesome, dude. So. Casey, I really appreciate it, man. Thank you for joining us. And uh, thank you all for listening. We'll catch you guys next time on Our Human Experience.